Hello, everybody. Real quick before we get to the show, I just wanted to let you know that we now have a voicemail account for the podcast. You can reach us at 346-291-0050. If you tell us something funny, we might just feature it on an upcoming episode. On this episode... Hard. I pedal the shit. I'm I'm like, I may not be able to do the tricks that they're doing, but I'm going to get like the furthest out. That's what I figured. You know, you got that little bit of masculinity, like, oh, I may not be able to do those tricks, but I'm going to be the first. So I hit that bitch way faster than any of them did, which in looking back was like, how stupid are you? So I launch off it, man. And I'm talking, I went like 20 feet out, right? (laughs) Problem was I land, I didn't kick the bike out. I landed on the bike just like you would ride it. Yeah. Immediately hit the bottom and racked my nuts anyways. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Country for Old Mark and Juan. I am your host, Mark Pearson, and this is my co-host, Juan Smith. Just wanted to give a quick thank you to everybody out there for listening to us, for reviews, for your interaction on social media and the like. Uh, you can find us on Facebook.com slash No Country Podcast, Instagram at No Country Podcast, Twitter at podcast underscore country, or you can email us at no country podcast at gmail.com. And now, new thing, you can Hit us up. You can leave us a voicemail so you can actually get a little bit more interactive with us. We can hear your voice. We can respond. If you say something funny or you have a funny story or, you know, tell us how you almost crashed your car because your cheeks went in front of your eyes or, you know, one of the other things that people have said, you can do that. Share that with us. We'll, if it's funny, we'll uh, either, you know, read the transcript or, you know, I might even put the audio in there if it's really funny. But you can reach us at 346-291-0050. Now that that's out of the way, what's up, Juan? Listen, I'm not saying that my day was the day, like the worst day ever. So if, like, you know, your cousin died today or something, okay, you win. <laughs> but for me, it was shit. And, uh, but I was dedicated to you, so I came and I thought, where'd be the best place to discuss this bullshit? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it was the podcast, perfect place. In a nutshell, <laughs> I just had a bunch of errands to do, and every, every time I went, something happened. <laughs> I, I went and got the van out of the shop yesterday, $1,800 repair. Mm-hmm. Thing runs great, running my errands today, getting my shit in order. Man, I'm going to get home on time. I get to that last stop, and I'm pulling out. I put it in reverse. Car just shuts down. <laughs> Engine shuts off. All power dies. It was like it was like one of those scenes in the old Star Trek where all of a sudden, and everything just goes yeah. like nothing. It was like that quick, like that. I was like, Captain, what happened? I don't know. It, I was like... I thought all phases were go. I thought I was going home. And it wouldn't then like I couldn't even get it in the gear. Like out of where it was nothing. It was just locked. Yeah. And then people start coming out. I pulled out halfway though. Yeah. I am literally blocking three cars from moving. And this thing is like broke down. Yeah. I'm already pissed off at this point <laughs> to the point where I'm like, please, nobody. Fuck with me, please. I do not 
have the tolerance right now. And because my pain was getting bad today and everything else, but I had gotten some stuff done and I was excited. I was going to go home and surprise my kid with some working headphones. And I had gotten Roxy some headphones and I had, you know, got my mom some stuff and I went and got her, finally got her pain meds and she's completely out of them. And I went and got those. And as I go to pull out, this car dies. <laughs> and now I got to fuck with this shit. And I'm like, damn it. It's like, I've been towed so much lately, like AAA knows my voice. The, <laughs> No, man, seriously, the tow truck people in town, they know yeah. my vehicle, right? And they remember the truck because I had to have it towed out of a field, and they thought that was funny, but whatever. The point being, I'm, I'm just done with this bullshit. I'm so done with having to stop my day for a damn tow truck. So I'm like, damn it, and I just got out of the shop, right? So I'm like, I'm going to call AAA. Then I forgot, oh, they're not going to tow it because it was my mom's vehicle, right? So because she's not physically in the car. Yeah. They're not going to tow it. So I'm like, okay, I already had that argument before with AAA. I'm not doing that. I'll probably have a seizure or something. Yeah. So I skipped that. So I'm so pissed, though, that I can't call the shop. I know me. <laughs> I know me, and I know when I can't talk to people. So I literally call my twin sister up, and I'm like, Pat, I need you to call the shop, tell them that I'm broke down, and tell them to get a fucking tow truck out here now. <laughs> And they're paying for it. Please. She, so she hangs up. She calls yeah. me back a couple minutes later. She's like, okay, they're going to be sending the truck. I'm like, okay, great. Then I try to call my wife. She don't, My phone dies. <laughs> Are you shitting me? My phone is always charged. Yeah. I don't know what happened, man. When your phone, when you're a... Dude, when you're the person that charges your phone all the time and the shit isn't charged, it fucks you up. So I was already pissed off about the car. My phone never fucking dies. And it's just like, oh, it's on the seventh level of death. It won't, it doesn't even flicker, man. Nothing. I was just like, oh my. Okay, I don't know anyone. I don't know what to do. Finally, I figure it out. I go get a charger from the store, dumbass, and then I find a place to like hang out inside uh, Kroger near an outlet so I can make the phone call so I can let everyone know the travesty that I'm in now that I got to <laughs> fucking deal with. I got my kids coming home from school. I was supposed to pick Roxy. I mean, it was just awesome. So I'm like, uh, Wyatt, I called my son. I was like, can you uh, get Jazz up and let her know that I'm fucking stuck up here <laughs> at Kroger and I need to... She's like, okay, so... She actually got up there pretty quick, but the tow truck hasn't gotten there yet, and we got other shit that's got to get done. So I'm like, you know what? I'll be. The, it was. It, it's my problem. Why make it everyone's problem, right? So I'm like, hey, you take your phone. Take you know, get the groceries for this vehicle. Take it. You do everything you need to do. This come back and pick me up. Now this should have yeah. took forty minutes. So uh, I don't know. Maybe like an hour in. I start realizing that I'm starting to hurt now just from standing. Yeah. Because what happened was this big storm rolls in, and when that, that moisture hits my bones, yeah. I go from uh, 47 to uh, 87, I think, is yeah. what happens. <laughs> so, like, everything's hurt. My back starts seizing. I'm like, oh, shit. I can't sit anywhere. There's no chair. I can't go in. I don't know when she's going to come back and get me. <laughs> right? I'm like, fuck. I'm stuck out here. Thank God I didn't have to pee because that garbage can <laughs> – would have been a urinal. <laughs> I'm not shitting you, man. I didn't give a shit by this point. <laughs> Hour and a half goes by. Finally comes and gets me, and I'm like, oh. 
But I can't complain because she did all the shit. And I know everyone right now is probably like, oh, God, dad is going to come home and like <laughs> just chop everyone's fucking heads off. So I'm trying not to be that, but I'm yeah. super pissed. So I don't know about you guys as men with your families, man, but like. That like I know I'm a bastard bear when I get mean, right? So like yeah. I try not to, but when you're that mad, it's just like so I was like you know, the whole way home. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm not talking to anyone, I'm not doing shit, I'm not making dinner, fucking call it in. I'm going to the barn and don't talk to me. And that <laughs> but then I realize as I'm walking out there, oh shit. My phone phone has just enough left from that charge. My mom calls me. Yeah. And, did you get my pain meds? <laughs> I lost my shit. Motherfucker! It's, they're in the van. They're in the van headed to a shop with a bunch of guys who I'm sure would love a bottle of Oxycontin. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I already had lost her other script. Like, this is it. And yeah. my mother without pain meds is, you know, I, it's ugly. Okay, yeah. so I'm freaking. I'm like, oh my. So I called my sister up again because, again, I can't call the shop because I'll just fuck, but they'll never deal with us again. Yeah. So I had to call my sister again and I was like, Pat, I need you to call the shop. I need you to get a manager on the damn phone because mom's pain meds are in that van. They are. Are literally worth hundreds of dollars. Get that shit out. Find out that they got it locked up somewhere. I'll come yeah. get them in the morning. So that's what. So Pat calls. You know, yeah, they're gonna lock them up. I'm like, okay. So they found them. They didn't steal them yet. Like, shit, man. The freaking tow truck driver gonna stole those. Yeah. So I was like, shit. So I, yeah, I had lost it. And then, uh, and then just then, I get a message from Mark. Hey, buddy, you ready to do the podcast tonight? <laughs> and I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> right now, really? So I'm like, you know what? But maybe someone else out there had another freaking shit day like I did where everything kind of went wrong. And maybe we can just vent together and not feel alone. Because damn. So I finally get in my barn, my solace, my quiet place. I'm going to gear down. I'm like, yes, Mark, I'm going to do that podcast. We're going to be funny. It's going to be great. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. So I geared it down for that time. And then I got one of the kids came in. Or no, my wife came in and goes, oh, you know those headphones that you got, James? I was like, yes. I was like, they're really nice. She's like, uh, yeah, they're not working. I was like, oh. <laughs> I looked at my wife. I was like, really? Bitch, you know what day I've had? You, you could have told me that tomorrow. Damn. I'm like, Get, can you just not come back? Just don't come back till like, I don't know. I'll see you tomorrow or something. <laughs> Damn. But I'm feeling better now. So, well, because here's the other thing. I, I got some help during this whole situation, right? There was this guy yeah. that came, and he was like one of those help it guys who's going to like, yeah. you know, you pop the hood. But you ever run into those people that you immediately realize they're not all there, but they're helpful? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got that guy. So it was like on top of being pissed off and everything else, I didn't want to hurt this dude's feeling, but he was clearly crazy. And it was, yeah. and it was slowing me down and everything else, and, you know, so... I only yelled at one person, and everybody got the message. It went well, and he left, and then nobody messed with the answer to that. 
<laughs> but I'm going to leave that part of my lingo out. Nah, nah fuck it. Here's how it went. Uh, so like I said, I'm like, at that moment, I'm hot pissed. I'm like, please, nobody. Just I understand I'm blocking your shit. I'm sure you got important shit to do, too. But just if be nice. Like, don't set me off. Yeah. I get out of the car, shut the door, and the guy walks around. He's like, can you move your fucking van? <laughs> and I was like, thinking like, the first guy? The first? <laughs> and now there's like several people now standing around because like people are kind of blocked yeah. in and people are starting to watch. Yeah. And I just looked at him and I said, sir, first of all, I do not claim this van. This is not my van. This is my mother's van because I wouldn't drive this piece of shit. However... <laughs> It broke down. I didn't make it broke down here. It's not that I did it on purpose. So if you could kindly please fuck off. <laughs> I'll move it when I can fucking move it. Do I look like a fucking tow truck? <laughs> I'm like, I'll help you get out with your car or something if you need it. But yeah, I mean, other than that, just fucking fuck off, man. So he, like, just kind of shrugged it off. And here's the thing. He wasn't even one of the cars. I thought he was one of the cars that was blocked in. He was some yeah. dude from two aisles over who just, like, wandered over and decided to get the shit. Like, <laughs> it wasn't even in your aisle. Who is this guy? Like, That's so weird. But then it was cool because everyone after that was like, man, that was weird. <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah, you should meet the guy that's working on my hood right now. <laughs> so I finally, you know. And the worst part, oh, oh, and then so then I get through it all. And now I realize the tow truck's on the way. And I go and reach in my pocket to have a smoke. And I pull out the pack and I open it up. It's empty. Fucking empty, man. I'm like, no. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that's, it's not that big a deal, man. You can just walk down here <clears throat> to the smoke shop. Just as I step out on the fucking curb, the storm hits. And dude, it opens up like, like a deluge. <laughs> like just. Cats and dogs where I'm like, man, mother. So I had to step back <laughs> under, wait the 15 minutes for the heavy shit, you know. Yeah. And then this lazy fat fucker walked past me smoking. I was like, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then I felt better after I got a little nicotine in me. But uh, yeah, man. And then, you know, and I'll get the dry share and that shit. <laughs> I don't know if it's important to anyone else, but. I know that it is important sometimes to just get shit out right away. Yeah. Because, like, if I built up more than one or two of these days in some kind of, like, yeah. wand combustion chamber. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, we only thought it was white people that did crazy shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, such a body count. Trench coat and everything. <laughs> Yeah, it's not good to hold stuff in. It gets really destructive. It's probably not good to joke about being a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> probably uh, not. No, that, that's, what was it? Today's Wednesday? Yeah, last, was it Wednesday or Thursday? Last Thursday, Jasmine's car broke down. And so I was, I had like gotten off work early. I had driven to her house. I was completely exhausted. And her car is, like, new. It's only a couple years old. So, like, she gets off work, you know. And, I'm ex and I, like, fell asleep on the couch. She calls me at, like, 6.30. I was like, hey, on your way home? She's like, no, my car won't start. I was like, what? 
And her dad's a mechanic. She's like, I called my dad, and my dad told me a bunch of different stuff to do, but it won't start. And I was like, well, you need me to come get you? She's like, yeah. I was like, okay. And so where she works, if there's no traffic, it's like a eh, 20-minute drive. It's not too far. At 6 o'clock in the evening, you're talking like an hour. Because oh. it's I-10, I in and out of Houston, and it's just gridlocked. So sounds I get like, my car. <laughs> sounds like happy hour. <laughs> yeah. So I get in my car and I drive there and she's parked in like the parking garage at her building because she works in the energy corridor. So there's always traffic there because so many people work there. So I get there and I'm like, I check out everything. I was like, well, it's something wrong with your battery, I think. <clears throat> I was like, let's jumpstart your car. So I jumpstarted it. I was like, yeah, it's probably the battery. I'm like, the good thing is that's an easy fix. I was like, unless it's something else, like something with the computer or like the alternator's not charging anymore. But I was like, on a car this new, it's probably just the battery. So I go, uh, I go, I get it started. She's like, I'm hungry. Let's go eat. So we went to, she's, I was like, where do you want to go? She's like, let's go to the Olive Garden. This is just across the freeway. So we went there. This was the dirtiest Olive Garden I had ever seen. <laughs> I walked in, immediately walked in, and I was like, Jess, does, does it smell like wet dog in here to you? She's like, no. I was like, okay. So they go ahead and sit us down, and I'm like, I smell wet dog. It doesn't smell good in here. I think and it's I wa- secretly that salad bar. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... This is weird. So then she's like, oh, no, well, we're going to get some good salad and good breadsticks and da-da-da-da. So, like, we get sit down, order our food. And it was completely underwhelming. She's like, why do we come here? This was actually terrible. I was like, yeah, I know. I was like, what was And I was like, she's like, we should say something to the server. And I was like, no, Jasmine, we live in 2019. Let's just say something on Yelp. that's so funny to me man (laughs) so i was like we we ate and i was hungry i was like i don't even care if it's not that good i'm starving because i hadn't eaten since like 11 o'clock in the morning by this time it was like eight o'clock at night i was Uh, so hungry so jazz is uh oh for two (laughs) (laughs) i went i got i you know i thought i like him He seems so nice at first. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> We're getting there. So, <laughs> I've just remembered something that happened to me this last weekend. <clears throat> so, I go back out and I was like, let's try and start your car again. Wouldn't start. I was like, yeah, it's probably the battery. Went and found, went and found like an O'Reilly's Auto Parts, went in, bought a battery. I was like, hey, do you have any loaner tools? And they were like, uh,. We have this cardboard box with just random stuff in it. And I was like, but when I go to the one by my house, I was like, they'll always just like take my credit card and then I, you know, you know, I can take a tool set out and work on the car. And they were like, no, 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 we don't do that here. And I was like, oh, the tools disappear. The guy was like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, I was like, I understand. So I like, I have this crescent wrench and a pair of channel locks. And I'm like, I think I can do it. Well, I can't do it because whoever put the battery in just torqued it down so tight. Nothing would get in. The only thing that would get it off was like a socket and a ratchet. So I walked back in and I was like, do y'all have any socket or ratchet in here? And the guy goes, tell you what, you look like the trustworthy type. I'll get you some of my personal tools. It's like, thank you. So I go in, I get it changed out. Only took me a couple minutes. And then I walked back in and I was filthy. I was like, 
do you have like a restroom here for customers? And the lady at the front was like, no, but you can use the employee restroom in the back. I was like, what? She's like, yeah. She's like, just go back through the warehouse and back through this door, back through there. I was like, oh, thank you. I was like, apparently my pasty white skin has gotten me special treatment again because I was like, in this neighborhood, I guess I'm the, the not the, you know, your average customer they get in here. Yeah. Which, when, I, when I walk in, they go, can I help you? Yeah, <laughs> so, looking, for, looking for something specific. <laughs> so, because I, I, I like, I couldn't find the bathroom. It was buried so deep in the back of the store. I was like, I was, I kept walking back there, and I was like, someone's gonna come in here and be like, "What are you doing? Like, you trying to steal?" And then I realized, I'm like, no, I think it's just the only those are the only two people. Working. So I go and gave them the back of their tools, got the car fixed, went back, and I just crashed out because I was so tired. But <laughs> then, like. I wound up staying there for the weekend. And on Saturday, Hang sends me a text. And Hang's like, hey, uh, her, Hang's car broke down in like Baton Rouge, Louisiana. She's like, can you take me to the bus station in downtown Houston? I'm going to drive my car. I'm going to take the bus over to Baton Rouge to my parents' house and get you know, my car and drive it home. I was like, yeah, sure, I can do that. Well, Jasmine was supposed to go with me. Jasmine got super sick, so Jasmine couldn't do it. So I was like, you know what? I'll just take Hang. I'll just go by myself. It won't be a problem. So I... As long as you're driving. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So I I take Hang there. And I'm like, the whole time I'm like telling Hang, I'm like, Hang, you know, I need to get you on the podcast. She's like, oh, no, I'm not very funny. I'm like, we've been in the car for like an hour, and I've been laughing the whole time. I'm like, you're actually really funny. No, 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 I just don't think I'm that funny. I'm like, just tell me all the stupid, crazy stories that you've been telling me that just like the -the off-the-wall crazy stuff where I'm like, what, like... She was dating this guy, and he tore his bicep. He, he, he was playing softball, and he tore his bicep swinging the bat and didn't do anything about it. He said he came home from the game. His arm was all swollen and black and blue and purple, and she was like, you need to go to the doctor. He was like, no, nah, I'm fine. Left it alone. And then, like, you know, your bicep connects from, like, you know, where, you, the, you know, the other side of your elbow up to your shoulder. And she said, you can look at it now, and it's not connected the whole way. It's only because he tore it, and it didn't heal right. I was like, what? I was like, that's nuts. I was like, that's insane, just from swinging a baseball bat. So I did not get what he for a brain. Had a nice body. <laughs> he not... He's not smart. He look good, though. (laughs) (laughs) The crazy thing is, is he is, I've met him. He is one of those guys that's, like, really handsome and good looking. So you could see that. (laughs) He a looker. Just don't look at the arm now. (laughs) (laughs) So, So he... Oh, my goodness. I do that accent totally wrong, by the way, and I know that. I just can't do it. Speaking of which, I, she showed me, if anybody out there thinks we're being offensive with a, uh, the Asian, you know, voice joke thing, uh, watch the Joe Coy comedy special on Netflix. This is something that Hang showed me on Sunday. Because, okay, so what happened was Hang drove there. She got there, started a car, and it broke down again. So she had to take the bus back the next day. Oh, no way. So she came back, and she was pissed. 
list. So the guy drove all this way for nothing, and she's like, I had to get there, and my mom was yelling at my dad, and I couldn't stand my mom, and my mom was being super racist, and, da, 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 and she was like, it was terrible. I was like, oh my goodness. So she came back in like just like all frustrated, which I mean, I can understand. She like paid all this money to get her car fixed, and it died like immediately. So I go, we go pick her up from the bus station the next day. So she tells us like all sorts of crazy stories, like like stuff like when she was like a, like when she was like I don't know like a preteen. She like beat up a kid at church. <laughs> like I was, she's like yeah, she's like there was me and this one other girl and we didn't get along. So I borrowed a giant like class ring from a friend of mine, stuck it on the outside of my head, and just clocked her in the face. I was like. What? <laughs> like, apparently the Vietnamese are savage. <laughs> I tell you what, she prepared. She thought that shit out. <laughs> she did. But she's then like, I'm gonna on... hit you once, but I'm gonna hit you hard. <laughs> <laughs> so then later on, she kind of invited herself over to dinner, which Jasmine and I kind of already planned for. We're like, hey, you know, Hang should probably come over for dinner. Then Hang's like, I'm gonna come over for dinner. We're like, yeah, that's gonna be fine. So she came over. She had dinner. She's like, you have to why see are you this sick, joke. Mark? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you have to see this comedy special on Netflix. There's this Filipino comedian called Joe Coy. And his first half of the special is him just making fun of, like, all every single Asian, Asian ethnicity. And then he makes fun of, like, whites and blacks and Mexicans. And it's all dead on. And it's super funny. Yeah, super I've seen fun- it. It, it. Oh, you have? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't know if you had seen it. It was so funny. And so, like, we just died laughing, and we you had know you nail a- your racism when people really laugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, he nails it though. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> it's like he says. He's like, you know, he's like stereotypes are funny. He's like because a lot of the times it's true. Like his stuff about uh, it, it's just all of his jokes were just spot on. Because the funny thing is, is that one that special was in Hawaii, and Jasmine used to live in Hawaii. So Hang and I are asking her. We're like, you know. Is that the way it is there? And she's like, oh, yeah, the, you know, the Vietnamese are like this. The Koreans are like this. The Mexicans are like this. She's like, it's all true. And it was actually really funny. I was like, wow, that's pretty funny. I was like, he's just really good at like observing things and finding the humor in them. It's that's a really a com- good. That's special. what a really good stand-up comedian does. They're yeah. they're really good observers at life in some way or fashion. And then they have the ability to help us all recognize it. And like, oh, my God, that's why it's funny. Yeah. It's like you. you there's uniformity in a lot of it. You know, there's, it's just like there's always a lot of truth and a lie. You know what I mean? There's yeah. always some truth behind everything. And so, yeah, that, it, it's interesting. It, it's funny when someone's so good at it, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I just actually today watched the new Bill Burr comedy special on Netflix. And oh, my goodness, that's one of the best ones I've ever seen in my life. I haven't seen it yet. I'm probably going to watch it tonight. Like, Didn't my it, favorite, it just came out, right? Yeah, it just came out this week, like okay, yesterday. Yeah. Okay, I thought yesterday I hadn't the seen day before. it. No, it's okay. I um, my favorite like comedy special, my favorite stand up I've ever seen was the one Robin Williams did like in two thousand and three or two thousand and four. It was like two thousand somewhere in early two thousands, and I can't remember what it's called. Um, but oh my gosh, that's the I've seen that probably fifty times. Never gets old. This one was just as good as that. The, the the this new Bill Burr one. I was actually really surprised. Like I've seen a lot of the ones on uh, 
Netflix. Wow, man, my brain is slow again. I haven't slept, so <laughs> if you can't tell, I haven't slept much. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've, uh, I've either been working, I've been working, I've been working so hard, I haven't been taking lunch. I'm like, I just got to get stuff done. And then the last few nights, whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, there's murky. We shouldn't be skipping meals, man. <laughs> I just that doesn't help you make because then you, but then you're not. You're not fed up for to pre-productive. Now you're just petering out, man. Well, Listen, for me, take it from a fat it, person. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what I'm doing. There's some days where, like, I'm in the zone, and I know if I stop and sit down and eat, then I'm just gonna feel super sluggish afterwards. So I just like the guy. Okay, at I the, could see that. I was just in my mind. I was picturing like you made this sack lunch, right? And yeah. you brought it to work, and the sack lunch was all happy because you were about to eat it. It was almost <laughs> lunchtime. It was all excited. It's like, I got some surprises in here for you, Mark. And then all of a sudden, you're like, fuck you, lunch. I'm not having it. And then the whole rest of the day, the lunch is just sitting there all sad and shit. Like, that's kind of shit. That's what I think when you tell me that story. That's basically how it was because <laughs> I was like, I was just in the zone and there was like yesterday and today I was doing the same thing. And so I was like, I can get, I need to get, this is what I need to get done before the end of the day. And I was like, I can probably get done early. And every time I got something done, I was like, I'm in a really good groove right now. I'm just going to keep going because I don't want to like stop and then get slowed down and the whole rest of the afternoon drags by. So that's what I was doing with that. So I was like, well, I don't really get a lunch, but I'm like, it's not the end of the world. I'll get to go home a little bit earlier. But even then last night, you know, Jasmine called me super sick. Can you know, can you come over? And I was like, yeah. So I like packed up my stuff, went over there. And when I got there, she was so much more sick than I thought she was. Because I had taken my computer and all my recording gear over there. I thought she just like didn't want to be alone. And I was like, I can understand that. Like, I don't want I don't hate being alone when I'm sick. So I was like, I'll go over there and I'll like. You know, help her feel better. And I got there. And she, I was like, oh wow. I was like, she's got a fever, and she's, I mean, she's really sick. So I was like, okay, that's what I let you know. I was like, hey, you know what? We're not recording tonight. <laughs> like, can't do it. So I finally got her, helped her feel a little bit better, and then I like fell asleep and probably drooled all over the place because I was so tired and got up early again to come back over to work. And like I said, <laughs> I can't like, I can't fi- figure out where I'm going with my sentences cause I'm tired, but I'll tell you what I really thought when I got back, uh, after my day of bullshit, I was sitting here and it was, I don't know, it was maybe a couple hours ago and I realized, yeah. Oh my goodness, I'm bitching about my day today, September 11th. And I'm like, <laughs> It could have been a lot worse or could be a lot worse. Like it, I, I don't, it's hard for me about September 11th. I know the sun's really shitty and selfish, but it's because my birthday is on the 12th. Yeah. So every, every year, the day before my birthday is, you know, re, you know, is that reminder of that tragedy. And, you know, I'm old enough that that had heavy impact. Yeah. You know, I wasn't a little kid or anything when that happened. I mean, I, I watched as an adult with children. Like, it, it was one of the most devastating. It's probably the worst memory I, I have as an American ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, despite politics or who did what or why or when, just a bunch of innocent people died, man. So, yeah. you know, every day, like the day before my birthday, I kind of get this, like, re-perspective of, you know, not only did I get to make it another year, but, you know. 
fortunately I haven't had to suffer in a tragedy like that and hope we never have one. But, um, you know, so for everybody out there who knew anyone or just felt that same like kindred suffering that I did, you know, uh, let's be real. Our days could yeah. be worse. No matter how yeah. bad. So, uh, I, you know, in a way, I, I, in a way, I'm glad. It, it's hard for me, but it, it, as an American and as a human, but it's also something that I'm kind of thankful for in a way now because it at least once a year puts puts shit right back where it needs to be. Yeah, and uh, it's a so, good reminder of you know, it's a good reminder of perspective because it's easy to get distracted or it's easy to get complacent and then be like, oh yeah, this really awful thing happened because I remember that too. I remember I was. I remember I was driving to work and like I was almost to work and my dad called and my dad was like, Hey, have you heard the news? I'm like, what news? And I was like, I had no idea what he was talking about. He's like, well, the, the twin, there was something happened in New York. He's like, one of the twin towers is on fire. I think it's a terrorist attack. And I was like, what? Like I didn't believe him. So I was like almost to work. I was like, I'll talk to you later. So I got into work. And I worked at this um, manufacturing plant and distribution center for, like, construction. So they built trusses and doors and a lumber yard. They had a ton of stuff. And there was probably 50 people that worked there. It was a pretty big operation. And I walked in. And normally in the morning, it's, like, super busy and a bunch of people milling around, loading up trucks and stuff. And it was dead quiet. And I was like, what? And I walked in and everybody had, they had like a, a, like, and they had an office with like a TV for like training videos. And everybody was in there watching the videos or watching TV, not videos. Everybody was in there watching the news. And I was like, what? I was like, what the heck is going on? And while we were watching it, the second plane came in and hit right then. And I was like, oh crap. I was like, this is, and it was just like that reality of like, my world just changed. Like my country just changed. Like something so like what's not something so tragic just happened that I don't even know how to process it yet. Yeah. And it took, cause it was like a few days of just like, what happened? Well, that had happened to me once before as a child when I was in, I believe fifth or sixth grade was when the shuttle exploded. Yeah. You know, and they had people don't remember maybe now, but prior to this launch, man, they built this launch up like it was Disneyland. So yeah. by the time this launch went off, literally every school in America was watching this shit live and we're watching it. And all of a sudden this shit just blows up. Like yeah. as a kid, it was just like you didn't even know. Like you said, it was so shocking. You didn't even know how to deal with it. It was so weird. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then I, you know. That that happened, and then when nine eleven happened, I happened to be watching the news, and I saw it live, and I'm like, "What the? Is that a? Oh my! Like, and I remember seeing the impact, and just thinking, like, I didn't know how to feel about it, but I felt sick to my stomach, like immediately, like I wanted to vomit. Yeah. It made me so disturbed that I just, and you know, the thought, the thought of, it wasn't just about the carnage; it was my thought about. I really care about people. I love people. I like people. I, I people watch, right? Yeah. I could see in my mind all these people just in panic and, and, and just the awful things that, you know, that they must have all done. And it was just like, it was almost, it was too much for me. Like I, I literally couldn't, I uh, called into work. I, I couldn't do it. I was, you know, and they understood. I think, I think actually about halfway through the day, they just sent everybody home. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I so <laughs> You know, like I said, it was 
it was such a such a downer, but at the same time, it kind of like unified people a lot more. You felt like as an American, you did have some connection with people. And yeah. I think it did help in future events, particularly like with storm help, um, like hurricanes and things like that. People really now yeah. like come out and volunteer. Like you were talking yeah. about when they had the hurricane, they had more volunteers than they could. And I think yeah. a lot of that probably was inspired by that feeling of wanting to help do something for the country, especially since 9-11. So yeah. now it's like, you know, I get this reminder every year and it, it's a bit depressing. But at the same time now, I kind of see it as a part of that we really need to get back to. Um, understanding each other and caring about each other and loving each other and not just getting caught up in the rat race. Yeah. So, I uh, but I do definitely agree with anyone who who suffered directly from that. I could I couldn't imagine how that would feel. I can't claim that I would, but I definitely would try to at least empathize with that loss because those losses are so instant and so tragic and so unfortunately public. Yeah. That you don't, you know, I know that a few times when, when I've had to find out about someone I cared about passed away through Facebook. Yeah. You ever have some shit like that? That is the most upsetting shit. Like when I don't get like a direct phone call or like some direct, you know, I find something out like that through social media. Yeah. That's, that's hard for me. That seems so impersonal. But unfortunately, that's, you know, that's where we're at now. So that's, yeah, people... Most people, I should say, most people are just like, oh, social media is easier, so we're just not going to call you anymore. I mean, I've had I've had that happen to me. My friend who just died, you know, a month or so ago, I found out through social media. So I know, I'm like, man, <laughs> you know, just like that, Im- the impersonal, like, detachment of it. And, like, from, like, being on the other side of that to where, like, someone, you know, like when I lost my mom and my sister-in-law... Um, that was in 2006. So there wasn't, social media wasn't as prevalent back then. There was still like, you know, Facebook and MySpace. MySpace was still surviving then. But, you know, there was still some aspects of social media. It wasn't all blown up like it is now. But for the people that I could call, I did call because it was such a weighty, heavy thing. And... Like, after that, I was like, if somebody I know dies, I don't ever want to have to call anybody ever again to tell them. Because that was the worst thing. Being that person that had to go tell a bunch of people that. Ooh, yeah, I didn't think that about was, that. That was awful. That, I, that, was, like, that was just, I dreaded that. And, like, I even think about it now, and I'm like, ugh. Just, like, even thinking about it, I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, and I'm telling, and then, like, reaching out to telling people, hey, you know, this just happened to me. And, you know, some people you can't reach because they're at work and they can't answer their phone. Or, you know, you call their back then you call their house and you leave a message on their machine. Hey, I need you to call me, you know, whatever it is. And that was kind of nuts. But, you know, did find out the people that I really could count on because the people (laughs) some people there was a couple guys I know who were like they were on a plane within an hour. They were like, what? (laughs) Ticket spot. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about that the whole 9-11 thing the other day, and I was thinking, it takes something, though, that big and tragic to shake people. Because nowadays, man, it's like every week there's, like, some kind of crazy shooting somewhere where, like, 13 people get shot in a mall or they get shot at a concert, they get shot at school. It's like, holy shit, man. Yeah. They're like, gun control? I'm like, gun control? 
give me some guns, damn. Like, <laughs> I, it's like, you don't even want to go outside. Now you, now you wonder like, why kids don't play outside no more. Yeah. Shit's literally dangerous out there. Yeah, it's like, I'm not a big, I'm not going to get into politics. I'm not big on gun control. I mean, shoot, I live in Texas. We are pretty lax on that. Aren't you born with like a gun, like right on your side? Basically. <laughs> <laughs> And the thing is, is like, I just saw something on the news today. There was like some guy went around crazy with a knife stabbing people. Um, I don't remember where, but I just saw it on the news today. And the thing is, is like, you can outlaw guns. What are you going to do? Outlaw knives and pointy sticks next? It's not the objects. It's, it's the, there's the people out there that are either that desperate for attention or that disturbed or that abused or that whatever, you know, they have had something so awful or they've, you know, something in their life has gone unrecognized or undealt with or they're, well, that guy was that just trying to be illness, creative. Whatever it is. He's like, yeah. know, there's been enough shooters. I'm going to be the stabber. I'm going to be creative. And it's, like, and that's it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Cause to me, it's, it's a sad way. Cause I mean, if you, if you stop and think about it, a lot of people now, just want to be famous. They don't really care what they're famous for. They're just like, well, if I could just get on Snapchat or I could get a million views on Facebook or if I could get, you know, this many Instagram followers. Like, people are like, you know, some people, oh, do you follow so-and-so on Instagram? I'm like, I don't know who that is. Well, it's this, you know, Instagram influencer and they have 10 million followers. I'm like, I don't care. What do they do? Well, they talk about products that they like. I Why? I could care less about that. Oh, but, you know, they're really good looking. Still, don't care. Like... Do they uh, like? I can go and make a video and talk about stuff I like. I'm not hot, so nobody's gonna care what I have to say. <laughs> like to me, that's just kind of like a pointless thing. But I'll find a chick who just wants to be that girl and do it <laughs> way less. <laughs> and it's just people want to be famous, and unfortunately, kidding, honey, kidding. There are some people out there that are hurting so much or so mentally ill. I think a lot of it is mental illness. They recognize that. Hey. I can get it. No, I can't get the attention that I want when I rant and rave at home. So if I just go out and do something violent, then I can get the attention that I want because Fox News won't shut up about it for three days. Believe me, I get plenty of attention without violence. <laughs> and it's and it's sad because it's it's true. That's what it is. Like a lot of these people, they go out and they commit a violent act and the police come and not every time, but a lot of times they surrender because what do they get? They get the attention that they want. Do they care they're going to jail for the night rest of their life? No, they don't care. They don't care if they get the death penalty because I just wanted attention. Mom, you know, is you know, I didn't get attention at home or I didn't get this the way out and it's just it's it's more like, what's the root of the issue? The root of the issue isn't a gun or a knife or someone with a stick. The root of the issue is there's a lot of hurting people out there that come from really troubled homes or they just feel ignored and they want attention or it could be some sort of mental illness that they, you know, has been brushed to the side. Man, it's like they're not even real criminals. My, uh, <laughs> my old roommate, now there's a real criminal. I'll tell you the story sometime, but in a nutshell... Uh, he wasn't going back to jail, man. He got pulled over and, uh, well, he got pulled over in a stolen Jaguar. <laughs> what? Convertible. Yeah. And, uh, he, he was on Michigan's most wanted. It's a crazy story, but, uh, let's uh, hear it. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll, I'll try to make it quick. Uh, there was a while there. I'll have to change uh, some names in the place. That I no, work, no. Change but... names. That's fine. Okay. Uh, but anyways, there was a time when I was Let's a personal trainer. Let's just call him trainer. Brian, <laughs> unless a, his name was Brian. 
Uh, no, but uh, we'll go with Brian. Uh, anyways, uh, so I was a personal trainer at a really uh, upscale uh, gym in the Detroit area. And uh, it was kind of weird how we were hired in. And I also did sales there. And uh, back in these days, I mean, you had to pay like three grand a year to go to this gym. I mean, it was like, so our commissions were like, you know, every time we'd sell one of these things, it'd make like 600 bucks, right? Yeah. We'd sell at least one or two of these things a day. Easy, right? Yeah. And the guys that were good at it sold a lot more. So I was like, I don't know, 21 at the time. I had never even had a job where I had mo- where I made money like that. Plus, we had a base salary that was still like decent. Yeah. So, and then we would get these huge bonus checks and stuff. So all of a sudden, I'm thrown into this lifestyle where like all of a sudden I have like the baddest apartment in town. We, me and my two roommates had like the best apartment right downtown, like the biggest one, newest place, shit. And it was awesome, man. Except I did most of the cleaning, whatever. <laughs> so because you know. You better wash your hands, you bastards. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so, so uh, I had all this money. I was like, this is awesome. Anyways, but my roommates always seem to have, like, more money. Yeah. Like, I pretty much could pay all my bills and, like, spend some money, like, kind of freely. But it was like they just seemed like they have endless money. And I was like, that's really weird. Anyways, after about three months of working there uh, at this one location, I realized, man, there is something up in here. I don't – this is too weird. And I decide I'm going to quit because I just I got that uncomfortable and I felt that unnerved. I didn't even know why, but it just it felt scary. So, yeah, uh, on lunchtime, I went because I lived with with these two guys and I was going to leave. But then I check it out. So anyways, the next the night comes and my one roommate will call him Buddy. He uh <laughs> Buddy was this uh, Russian guy, and uh, he find he was always drunk. He drink, and he would cook really weird, stinky ass fish. Man, it was nasty. <laughs> I'm like, aren't you gonna take his eyes out, man? That's messed up. <laughs> Anyways, but he would and he do it every night. This dude would toss and turn his sleep, and he was just he was a mess, man. So yeah. I finally confronted him about. It. I'm like, what in the hell is wrong with you? Where the hell did you come from? I don't get this whole. I, I was like, listen, I know there's something up. You guys got to just come clean, man. I literally live here, too. Like, I know you guys are up to some shit. So he's drunk enough, and he finally comes clean. He had spent, like, six years in prison for murder. He was going to have another possible case of attempted murder coming up. And uh, he had all this, like, weird ex-military background, and he was, like, an assassin. Like, he killed people. (laughs) And I was like, okay, is he drunk? Is he, like, serious, you know? Mm-hmm. And, his, and he went to sleep And he told me my other roommate had been in prison For like three years for some kind of like fraud shit Some kind of like white collar shit And I was like who are they recruiting why'd they hire me I don't even have a, I don't even have a misdemeanor What the fuck's going on <laughs> So the next day I got the courage At lunch I came I borrowed a friend's van and like got my shit And fucking split down I was so uncomfortable I hid in Flint Michigan for three days <laughs> You're not finding me there. No. So, uh, and nobody knew where I was at. I had a friend, I had one friend lived out in Flint. So I hid out in Flint for three days because I was that nervous about the whole thing. Man, you want to talk about your gut being right? Yeah. The day after I left, the federal, the federal marshals came in and raided where we worked. (laughs) Literally 
arrested everybody I knew. My manager, oh my all the co-salesmen, everyone. The pool boy was arrested and charged later with all kinds of shit. Oh like, my, my roommates, one buddy fled and got away. My other roommate, Brian, uh, ran out into traffic and tried to, you know, get hit by traffic, in the, you know, because he was, didn't want to go to jail. He was kind yeah. of a small little dude, so, like, he didn't like jail too much. And uh, he got hit by a car, but it didn't kill him. So... <laughs> So the police like scraped him up, I guess, and like took him oh to jail. Goodness. The long short of this, it turns into this like two year process of all these people getting prosecuted for drug charges, embezzlement, all kinds of crazy shit. And somehow they never questioned me. No one ever. <laughs> it's like I never existed. <laughs> it was so weird because I tried to quit that place before. They wouldn't let me. Yeah. They were like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, well, you know, I was just like talking to people. They're like, okay. And they still gave me like half of my commission, my average commissions and my, like, how dumb are you not to know? I mean, there was more than just a little obvious things like some shit was up. Right. Yeah. So anyways, but my, my roommate, he was in prison for, he was in jail for a while. He got a good lawyer. He got out, but he was supposed to stay in the state. Well, he fled. And uh, he, he fled for a while. It was like eight, nine months. They couldn't, they couldn't find him, man. So finally, he's on Michigan's most wanted list. And I, I totally lost track of him. And I didn't see him until I saw the list. And I was like, and number one is Brian? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Right? And I, I thought I knew where he went because I knew he had an uncle out there. But yeah. I also told him, like, hey, man, if because he said something about his uncle living out there and said, if, you know, if anyone ever asks you, don't ever say nothing. And I told him I wouldn't say nothing, so I'm not going to. So I didn't. Yeah. You know, then finally I was like, oh, that's so weird. They put up this reward. It's like 25 grand <laughs> if you can help them locate Brian. <laughs> Let me tell you, man, uh, I didn't have that job at that time or that money anymore. And that 25 grand looked pretty good to me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but then I was like, no, no, man, you gave your word. You told me you weren't gonna fucking tell if anyone, you know. So you're not, you can't go narc him out. So I didn't, right? Yeah. Son of a bitch, some girly bang like two days later got it. Uh. <laughs> I was like, well, that's some bullshit. I might as well got it. But anyways, <laughs> uh, so what? Here's what happened. So they located where he was at. He fled the house. He had stolen this Jaguar convertible. It was barreling down the highway somewhere in Arizona. And uh, let's just say they caught him. He stops. And there's like, I don't don't remember how many police officers in the chase, but it was like seven or eight vehicles. You know, a couple guys per vehicle, whatever, a couple police officers, policemen, whatever. And uh, so when they got him stopped, he said, he told me, he's like, I am never going back. I'm never going back after he had fled. He had you yeah. know, sent a message to another friend saying he was never going back to jail. Dude, he meant it. <laughs> oh he, my he pulled the gun out, turned around, aimed it at the dude. They shot. They actually is. I don't know how many shots they fired at him. Yeah. But he was hit 19 times before oh his body God. hit the ground. Oh, my God. They shot him up like Swiss cheese, man. And the fucked up part was the gun was fake. Oh, he just didn't want to so go. So he had to jail. planned it. He did death he had by cop. That. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a suicide. He knew it was. But yeah. <laughs> dude, back in my day, our criminals <laughs> meant it. They were <laughs> just trying to get famous. <laughs> Have some balls. I mean, I don't know. That sounds weird to say, but yeah. 
That's what that reminded me of. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. That's weird, right? How did you forget about that? That's crazy. Oh my god. Yeah, goodness. oh yeah, my other the other roommate, Buddy, the Russian guy? Yeah. Never located. They really? never found they never found him. He's probably up in Canada somewhere. Yeah, they or they thought maybe he joined the Foreign Legion or something. Yeah, Canada uh, or Mexico or Cuz I have another friend who did join the Foreign Legion. Really? And contacted me a couple years ago. Yeah. Dude, he's makes so much money. Like and he looked great. You know why? He never got married. He never had kids. Dude, he, he, he just, he lives this ridiculous, like, movie life. Except, I guess, you know, he's a, whatever they do. I don't know. <laughs> he told me that, he, like, they, he takes jobs that are, like, 100 grand for, like, Jeez. a few weeks' work. Yeah. Because a lot of it, I guess, is, like, they have to hire a lot of uh, people have to hire private security if they yeah. want to move locations in certain parts of the world. Yeah. And uh, no military is going to do that for you, so they just pay for their own. So they get a lot of ex-military and all that. And, uh, of course, they join the Foreign Legion so they can get immunity, you know, if you are a criminal, and then you're free to kind of be a mercenary. So that's yeah. basically what he is. Like, he's a literal mercenary. And the funny <laughs> part was he fucking contacted me on Facebook. <laughs> but it was under a totally different name and everything. Like it was all wrong. Yeah. But 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 when I saw this weird friend request, I recognized the picture because he hadn't changed his hair since 1989. <laughs> and because he didn't have uh, a wife and kids, like his skin was still real smooth and shit. <laughs> and uh, anyway, just, but no, but that was yeah, that's weird. I, dude, I have some of the weird. I have met some of the weirdest people in my life. Uh, yeah, so they were a couple of them. <laughs> Yeah, that does. <laughs> I've met a lot of interesting people, but never anybody like that. Or if I have, I don't know that I have met them. <laughs> I met a billionaire once. Yeah. Uh, he was the most down-to-earth, boring per Like, what happened was I got uh, bumped to first class Yeah. in a flight. Now, a billionaire doesn't even have to fly commercial, right? Yeah. I'm sitting next to this dude who's like probably, I don't know, he was close to 75 maybe. Old dude wearing just a flannel, flannel shirt, white t-shirt, and Wrangler jeans. <laughs> and a belt and some like cowboy boots, right? Yeah. It looked like a farmer had gotten bumped up to first class. <laughs> and anyways, we ended up talking and we just, for some reason we clicked and he opened up his whole life, man. This guy lived a life like you could not fucking believe. He had landed oil back in like the 60s or something. So yeah. he just, he had the kinds of money that you, just, you only like see on TV. You know what I mean? Like he had mm -hmm. a penthouse like that he like owned in Vegas. Just and always owned it year round. It's just whenever he yeah. flies into Vegas, stays in his penthouse. He had houses all over the world. Like he's super. But here's the thing. He told me he was the also the loneliest person on earth. I believe it. And I was like, "Why?" He's like, "I have a million f friends and family, but no kindred spirits." He was like, yep. He goes, "What happened with me?" He said was, "When people found out that I had that kind of money, every person that I had ever talked to, teacher, classmates, family, friends of friends of friends, yeah. constantly bombard him for money. 
to the yeah. point where he cannot. He told me, I can't trust anyone. He says, I literally have lawyers that watch my other lawyers. Like, no, he was dead serious. And he's like, and he's like, I, he goes material, materially, I, there's nothing I really can't attain. Yeah. He goes, and I am one of the loneliest people you'll ever meet. And I was just like, wow. Like, and I, I go, and I, so I get why he dressed the way he did because people aren't going to bother him for money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, I, cause I asked him, I was like, do you always dress like that? He's like, yeah, pretty much, or sweats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you walk around in sweats? He's like, yeah, sweats and slippers. <laughs> he goes, nobody, nobody bugs you when you got old man walking around in sweats and slippers. And I, I never forgot that. But I was, I remember like looking in his face and being like, damn, dude, like you're serious. Like you're really lonely. He's like, yeah. He goes, he goes, I'm, he goes, I'm so ultra paranoid. He goes, I could even yeah. think someone like you, like they planted you just to come talk to me so like they could get some inside information. He goes, people literally try to talk to me to get information, to get things from me. From I'm me. like, yeah. wow, that is intense. Yeah. You know, he, and he's like, it's not fun. You know, he's like, yeah. I, he goes, I wish I could. He said he said he had thought about trying to find ways to like change his identity because, yeah. you know, he can afford to do that. But he said, he's like, look, I'm an old man. I'm not changing for nobody, even if it means <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be lonely. And I was like, well, that's respectable. I, he was one of the coolest people I ever met, but it was just like not what I expected. Yeah. And he, and he had been married like ugh, six times, something. Like, what? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> six. I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. With looks, you can go at least two or three deep. But if you got money, that, might, that list can probably <laughs> keep going, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, he had no kids, though. Yeah. Yeah, because wow. he couldn't have kids or something. So, yeah, it was weird. But, but one of the, yeah, another one of the weird, interesting people I've met. Was, <laughs> but it, can, it does make you really realize, too, like, uh, Money doesn't really buy happiness. It just, it no. really doesn't. It doesn't buy love for sure. No, it can buy you like material security. Or if you're smart with your money, you won't have to like want for food or shelter, you know, or transportation. But it definitely does not buy you love or friendship or connection with other people. Like, <clears throat> I mean, really, like, I can totally, I, that is some, I, that's not the first time I've had someone say that to me, you know, hey, you know, when I got all this money, then no one really cared about me anymore. They just were more interested in the money or they wanted a piece of me or something like that. And that's a very common thing you will hear from people who have a lot of money and a lot, you know, <coughs> so like, that's why one reason why I don't like chase, you know, oh man, I got to, you know, I got to have millions of dollars. I got to have this or I got to have that because then you're always your head's always somewhere else. You're always striving for what you don't have and you're not content. And then if you ever do get there, then all people really want is your money. I'm much more happier just being the me that I am, you know, and just being a good, decent person to the people around me. And then they're like, oh, hey, you're actually like a great guy. Let's hang out. Because, you know, they don't want anything else from me. <laughs> yeah, they usually throw me a little change. But uh, <laughs> you got a quarter. 
That's really funny because twice this week, two different people went, do you, need, do you want the change? And I was like, what? <laughs> do I look like I need it? Or what? what? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> shit, yeah, give it to me. I don't know. <laughs> it's two more quarters for the car wash. <laughs> so I, I looked my mom in the face tonight and I was like, mom, I am not driving a minivan ever again. <laughs> Taking my truck. <laughs> Yeah. Even if my truck breaks down, it looks cool. Guys want to pull over, just look at it. <laughs> but, you know, the minivan, they're like, <laughs> and it's a dude. So you were just a salmon t-shirt away from being a salmon dad driving a minivan. Yep, I was Luke for a minute. Just <laughs> standing there by that damn van. Everybody knows it's mine, or they think it is. That's why when he said that, I was like, it is not my van. <laughs> I mean, I and here's the thing. It's not anything against that particular brand or car. It's just the history with that particular vehicle. Because yeah. uh, I never really have, like, great vehicles, you know. <laughs> yeah. Can't let your, that can't, certainly can't let your friends drive them. Right, Mark? <laughs> what? I never drove anybody's car and did anything wild with it. Yeah. You know, I had to get new tires after that. <laughs> no, they were already, they were already really thin. Yeah. But there, it got like to where it was. There was there was parts where there was no track. Yeah. It was just yeah. completely smooth. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, not. Nah. So uh, <laughs> I made it. One of, I remember that too because I made one of my crazy Craigslist runs. <laughs> I have done a lot of those, man. I have went some creepy places, but I have gotten deals that just cannot be fucked with. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I turned those into racing slicks. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <coughs> oh, my goodness. My dad told me he had a friend back in the day, back in, like, the 70s, and he had, like, I think it was, like, a big Cadillac or a Lincoln. Whatever it was, it had, like, some giant V8 in it. And he said it had, he would burn out the tires so much, he would get a new set of tires every month. <laughs> What? Yeah. It's like, what? Dumb way it has money. That's awesome. I want to find a find a girl like that. Well, it's too late. <laughs> what, a girl that can drive like that? <laughs> no, a dumb one with money. <laughs> That's my favorite kind. I'm kidding. I... No, you want to you know what I thought? What? Well, you're halfway there. I know. <laughs> I know. But the fun part's so fun. So. <laughs> so, uh, and then, of course, you know, it's got to be a rainstorm tonight on top of it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, geez, man. Is I it don't still know. raining? Yeah, it's still raining right now. Oh, man. Uh, the pitter-pattering of rain or the mice running around? I don't know. <laughs> or the kids chasing the mice. Oh, man. I was so happy my kids came out because I had them all, like, stomp all over my back. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> they do, like, you know, like old-school big-time wrestling. Yeah. It literally doesn't hurt. It feels awesome. <laughs> and they try to hurt me. 
you ever, you ever, hey, dads out there, you ever have your kid like fuck with you? Like, you know, like as a dad, you'd be like, okay, kids, are you going to wrestle around? And then like the kid gets serious on you, like you start feeling like his real anger coming out. Like, what did I do to you today, Preston? Damn it. Like, that is, that, okay, that's personal. Like, you know, when you get hit and you get, I remember in high school, I got bum rushed on my birthday. That was kind of a thing we did. On your birthday, you're going to get your ass kicked. But it was like, yeah. oh, bro. So it's like nobody's like jacking you in the face trying to knock you. They're just body hitting you mostly, right? You know? Yeah. And I am getting hit so much. Like, I, my whole body feels like it's just getting bounced around. But it was weird. Out of the middle of all these strikes, I felt one that felt different. <laughs> and I got and I immediately got pissed because it wasn't like yeah. one of those bro like moments. I knew it was yeah. some motherfucker who didn't like me, who was just such a pussy. He's going to sneak in and get me. You know, during this shit And I was like, whoa Stood up, I was like, alright, who the fuck And immediately, everyone knew who it was Cause they saw it You know, like, they must have saw his little anger Like, I'm gonna get some yeah. fat ass I'm gonna get some fat ass And then, like, you know, lit off on me So, uh I had him for birthday Fucking <laughs> Punch that motherfucker right out <laughs> I was pissed I, And I wasn't even, like, a fighting kid like I mean, believe it or not, like I believe me, I talked my way out of a lot of shit when I was a kid. Yeah. I was not about fighting because I was little, man. I fought, I graduated high school at one seventeen. <laughs> oh my I, goodness! I mean, guys, they could have mistaken me for a spinner girl at that point, man. I was so little. <laughs> Come here, bitch! No, dude, I'm a dude. Stop! Like, ah. <laughs> oh, I just I have long hair. It's eighties. It's weird. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> See that? And that's the other thing in the 80s. That's what happened in the 80s, man. They us all wearing spandex. Yep. Right? You didn't get a quick look. You going the wrong butthole. Like, whoa! You know, I was, <laughs> shit. You know what's weird, too? Today, I saw, like, four or five women, uh, probably, like, mid-40s, and, like, rocking the 80s hair. So it must yeah. be, like, back. It's probably that damn it's... TV show you watched, Stranger, Stranger Things or shit. Because I've been seeing some weird-ass hair, man, that's been giving me some flashbacks. <laughs> Either that or it's just a rural part of Michigan and it never left. Yeah, there are places like that here. Oh, yeah, man. You go, you go, it's weird. You know how it is. You've traveled a lot. Yeah. yeah. And for like, listen, people who are in the city, and if you live in the city and you grew up in the city, uh, you really feel like we're it, right? Like there's a yeah. bunch of us jammed together. We make the moves, we make the styles, the music, we do it all, right? But what we really are is just a condensed. Amount of people in a small area I'm telling you if you've never really went out in the country Like people from the city If you never really went to like a small town And like yeah. actually stayed in a small town like a few days You'll realize Most of America actually is like that Yeah it is It's not the city I mean the numbers come out kind of even But area wise Most of the country runs a lot slower than we do Yeah And so I'll tell you that. what it's kind of nice once in a while Like you go to like a small town <laughs> Nobody's running anywhere, man. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. kind of strolling, kicking a stone. You know, it's like yeah. everything is a lot more. Well, it's just less congested. There's less access yeah. to information, less access to transportation. So everything's slow. Like when you get the mail, that's a big deal still. Still, yeah. you know, <laughs> we're like, where's that damn Amazon Prime truck? They, they quit delivering <laughs> at eight. You know, it's like, <laughs> dude, I see yeah. those bitches everywhere. Oh, yeah. Like, I how see many vans do they have? Oh, they have thousands. I see them every day at least two. 
at least two every day. I watched one Unless today. It, well, you know, while I was stranded in the damn parking lot, I got to watch a lot of people. <laughs> and I saw one of those Amazon Prime vans, man. This girl just whipped up, pulled up, pulled it back, locked it. Like, and those are big vans. She pulled yeah. that shit perfect in that <laughs> in her spot. I literally stood up and was like, hey, hey. It's like, <laughs> I, I clapped for a little bit and she looked at me weird. And I was like, that's how you're parking beast. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I'm the old fat guy who just yelled, that's how you park a beast to some random stranger. <laughs> See, and that's why I don't like being left alone for a fucking hour and a half, man. You know what kind of weird shit could have happened if the right people would walk by? I could have went to jail. You can't leave me out here on the street for an hour and a half unattended. <laughs> I, seriously, man, I get bored. I start thinking weird shit. Yep. I was like, well, I could go into Subway and look out the window. I was like, but then I was thinking, no. Then I feel like I look like a Christmas display. Like, it just went <laughs> on and on. And so now I'm getting pissed because my brain's just so bored. It's spinning off <laughs> into weird thoughts. And, ah. That, yeah, that's the other reason I get frustrated, too. I need, I need kind of, like, controlled stimulus. That's why I kind of, like, I like being home sometimes and things. Like, I can't just be left out there. It's like, you ever see, like... <laughs> You ever see a dog and then it sees a squirrel for the first time? Yep. It's like, it's like just totally content doing its own shit. All of a sudden it's like, squirrel! Like, <laughs> that's how I feel when I get really bored and then even like the slightest entertaining shit happens. <laughs> I'm like on it, right? But I'm probably going to say something. So it's like, I don't really like being left alone for long periods of time. I need that. I need that Mark Kelly Luke, friend, I need you guys. Joel, somebody help me. Jeez, don't leave me out here by myself. I'll to even give take you Billy. A- God, give me Billy. <laughs> the only one I wouldn't recommend would have been Ben. But, you know, that's... <laughs> Believe me, buddy. There was... Our friend Ben was crazier than me. So I was like... As a crazy person understanding that, I was like... It can never just be us. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have some kind of a balance. You no, you recognize that if it was just you two, you were like, there's jail time involved. Yeah, we would have absolutely <laughs> done some dumb shit. So like, yeah, I've had control craziness, but yeah, I was still so that's yeah, man, don't leave me out there. I'm like, oh. <sighs> Note to self. Should have went to college, would have had a better car. <laughs> but that wasn't your car no, that's no. your mom's car well she was just bitching because uh you know i spent a lot of money on gas <laughs> she's like why do you gotta drive it everywhere i'm like because i like it <laughs> that's why i have it i chose it had it delivered here had a lot of money put into that shit i like yeah. driving it I mean, it's not like it's loaded. Oh, my. I don't Oh my. When you tow with that thing, I think you get like, I think it's feet per mile. I don't even know if it's <laughs> like, I, I'm pretty sure if you were going to go long distance in that, you'd have to have a, like a, an added tank or something. Like, I, I don't know. Unless you just stop every, well, I guess it does go pretty far. Yeah, it does. It, it can go close to seven hours without refueling. Yeah, that's quite a ways. I, for something that big, I would think that's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Because normally in any other car, like in my car, I can get like 300. And, well, I can go about 400 miles, but that's pushing it. Like it's like when I'm out driving you know, long distance on the freeways, I fill up right around to hit 350 miles. And that's, you know. Oh, I guess I do get. Yeah, I still, I still get like close to 500. 
Yeah, you get more than me because you got a bigger tank, and it's a diesel. Like it doesn't get great gas mileage, but you're st it's still going to burn a little bit more efficiently than a unleaded fueled car. And it smells delicious. Yeah, and uh, you know you don't have as heavy as a foot as I do. <laughs> no, you know what though? I didn't know this, people. I didn't know this. You knew this, Mark. Uh, the difference between like what your gas mileage does when you're going 70 versus mm -hmm. 80 mm -hmm. in the truck when I was when I was going like 80, I could yeah. almost watch the gauge go down. Yeah, it was seriously. <laughs> I could almost. I was like, if I didn't look for like a couple minutes and look back, I'm like, that bitch moved. Holy yep. crap! Like, yep. but it was yeah because I was rolling that fast, and yeah. I I finally did get the uh, mellows taken care of, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the marshmallow tires Yeah, oh I went back And uh, they had to uh, fix the the step Yeah Yeah, because they, they, they were so soft When I went over a curb Instead of bouncing up like it should have they, yeah. they gushed to the rim And it broke my front step Oh my goodness Shattered the steel and everything It was like half inch steel Oh my goodness. But, you know, the full weight of the truck Came down on that bitch It's not designed for that no. So, uh yeah, so when I took it in, they had to weld it and everything for me. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, by the way, you got anybody that welds back there, Jimmy? <laughs> He's like, huh? I'm like, yeah, uh, my mellows don't make it go over anything with any kind of height. So uh <laughs> kind of busted the step over there. I'm like, I'm not going to be a bitch about it and, like, make you get me the exact same one from the manufacturer. But if, uh, yeah. I don't know, a little Chucky or something back there could weld it up real quick, <laughs> it'd be great. So they're like, oh, yeah, we'll do that. And I was like, all right. So they actually did a pretty good job, so whatever. <laughs> it's funny. You reminded me, saying how you watch the needle fuel gauge go down. Back when I was like 17, a friend of mine, Joey, his dad had a ranch truck. It was like an old, like 70-something like Ford F-250. And it had the big old V8 in it. And it barely ran. And so, like, it was the ranch truck, so, like, he would drive it, or his older brother would drive it, or his younger sister would drive it. And so, one day, he came over to my house, and uh, he was hanging out with me and my brother. And then, out of the... This was, like, in 1997 or 1998. It was... I think it was, like, 97. And his sister called and was like, hey, I'm stranded on the freeway. Like, the truck ran out of gas. <laughs> Because in that trick, you could actually literally watch the, like, especially when you're on the freeway doing, like, 75, you could watch the gauge. It would just slowly move down. I wonder it if it had, like, a leak mind. in it somewhere or something. <laughs> That's possible, too, but it was bad. So, anyways, we hop in uh, his car because he, he had, like, a, a VW Baja Bug, but it had, like, 36-inch tires on it. Like, he had modded the crap out of it. He had, like, Corvette suspension on the back and everything to beef it up. Yeah, he had super modified this Baja bug. So we're like drive. We just left my house, maybe like a mile and a half, two miles away from my house. We're not on the freeway yet. We're driving to the freeway and we're driving and we're like, man, we're like, you know, just being dumb, you know, teenagers, just like listening to loud music, goofing off. And there's a cop coming the other way, Calif you know, highway patrol, California, CHP and passes us. And we just keep rolling. As soon as they pass us, lights come on, turn around. And I was like, ah, uh, He's like, what? He's like, I wasn't speeding. I didn't run a stop sign. He was so frustrated because he was used to getting pulled over in that car because he would get pulled over and harassed a lot because like, oh, you don't have the correct mud flaps, you know, or just dumb stuff like that. So 
he was like, he was so frustrated. So it was a lady. She comes up and she's like, she walks up. She's like, license registration. Do you know I pulled you over? And he was like, no. She's like, well, Mr. Smith. And he goes, Mr. Smith. He goes, you don't know. He goes, I didn't give you my license yet. And she goes, well, we're just going to have to take you in because we've been looking for you. I was like, what the heck? Are you serious? Yeah. So we were like, I was like. And he's like, he was so like, you know, like that panic moment. He's like, I didn't do anything. You know, he was like starting to freak out. She's like, no, no, I'm just kidding. I got your sister in the car and she just wanted me to mess with you. Oh, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah. So like the CHP had come by, seen her and she's like, oh, no, just go take me to my friend's house. So like. She got in the car and she's like, ah, that's so funny. We were like, we were so mad at her. We were like, what? He was like, I'm going to kick you. He was so mad. He was so frustrated. But we went and like got gas, went and like drove the truck back to my house. And when we were driving it back, it was crazy because I was like watching the needle and I was like, that needle is actually going down. I was like, that is nuts. So that was the one time I was pulled over in a vehicle where the cop just wanted to mess with us. Man, that's awesome. I don't have any cop friends. I got to get some more white friends. <laughs> white people know the police pretty well. They're most of them. So, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I would, my friend would be like, no, Juan, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> Come on, man. This friend only comes into town once a year. I just did it for your friend the other day. I, Come on! <laughs> He'd be like, I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> Come near me again, I'll get a restraining army. Restraining army. Yeah, that was that was crazy. He would take that Baja he took that Baja bug on the Rubicon Trail, the four by four trail in California up in the mountains. It was only two wheel drive, but that thing could crawl. It was nuts. In two wheel drive, that's a serious, yeah. serious trail, man. Yeah, I would, I would, I don't think I would have the technical ability to take any vehicle on that trail. Uh, I, 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 you probably I could, would try but it. I, I, I wouldn't think even I attempt could. it. There was one time that I had a extended cab, not a crew cab, but the extended cab with the long bed, a Toyota pickup, and I put big tires on it. It had a lift on it put a winch and a roll bar on it. And before I put the roll bar on it, uh, we were taking, you know, just riding, driving up through the mountains like I used to do. And <laughs> there was this big, like, there was this road and this, like, uh, like a flash flood had came through and washed out part of the road. So there was this, like, deep ditch, deep, deep ditch from where the, you know, a flash flood just ripped the road out. And, you know, it's the undeveloped roads. They wash out pretty easily, especially during a flash flood. So I was like, oh, I can get across It's so that. funny how you say it. Oh, you know, it's just part of the course. Not a big deal. What? Yeah. Road just gets wiped out all the time. What? <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Has that ever happened? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I guess I'm weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was, I think it was just me and Kelly. Yeah, Kelly and my brother and I and maybe like one other person. I don't remember. This is a long time ago. So I'm like, I'm going to drive across this thing. So like I drive it down there and I get the car, I get the truck stuck on like opposite wheels. So it's like teetering. So I like, I dip the nose down in and it starts to tilt 
and the back end lifts up and the truck almost flips over. Just because of like the angles and everything of like how the ditch was, it wasn't like straight. I had to go at it at an angle. So I'm sitting there like on two wheels. The back, it feels like the back of the truck is just going to come back up over and flip and I'm going to be upside down rolling down this hill. So I like slam on the brakes, push the clutch in. Well, I just slammed on the brakes. I didn't even push the clutch in. It killed the engine. I'm just sitting there and the truck is like teetering. <laughs> I could feel it like teetering. And I was like, well, if I roll it, I'm probably going to be okay. The truck's going to get mangled. Uh, but I always had so much adrenaline. So, like, <laughs> Kelly and my brother and then some – I forgot who else was there. But somebody else was there. And they were like – I was like, just get on the bumper. And you know Luke is, like, cautious. He's like, uh, I don't know. I'm like, just get on the bumper. Just give me the extra weight to keep the wheel down so I can get through here. So we got the truck through. But they were, like, hanging on the back of the truck just to give weight to keep the tires on the ground so it didn't roll over. And that was pretty hairy. That was pretty fun, too. That's some trust. But, that's some trusting friends and family there. Well, I told them. I told them. I said, "Look, I said if it starts to go, just push and jump off." Because they was like, "You're just standing on the bumper, holding on to the tailgate." I was like, "If I start to go, I was like, I'm seat belted in. I'm not going anywhere." But I was like, "If you see me go, I was like, I'll literally all I have to do is just push back. The truck is going the opposite direction. The truck is going forward. You'll be going back. You can land on your feet and you'll be fine." I was like, "Just don't hang on and go with the truck." So they were like, oh, okay. So they did that. But, like, I had a couple of other friends who had, like, lifted, kitted out, like, Jeeps. And, they, uh, you know, so I would try and take that truck where they could go. And I couldn't always do it because <laughs> their trucks were a bit more, you know, having that shorter wheelbase made it easier to climb certain things and stuff. But there was another time where one of the other guys in his Jeep, he did a similar thing. He was driving down. We, there was like this switchback road down to a river, and we were going to drive down the road, go down to the river, and then cross the river, and then go up the other side. So, like, we all got down there, and his was the last Jeep coming across. <laughs> so, I, I like, have my, my truck at the river. I haven't crossed the river yet. And so he's like, hey, there's this really steep part that's really rocking. He's like, I'm going to go down. Because he had, like, massive wheels and a giant – I mean, his thing was super tricked out. So he wasn't worried about it. So he comes down, and my dad is, like, spotting him. My dad's, like, turn your wheel a little to the right, a little left. And my dad and I are standing right next to the Jeep, right next to it. He comes down. All of the weight shifts. And the Jeep starts to roll right towards my dad and I. And I just bolted and split running. Somewhere somebody has it on video. I think Luke has it on video on a hard drive somewhere. But that thing almost rolled over onto us. And I have never seen... A Hispanic man turned that white before. <laughs> he was like, oh, my goodness, because he felt it start to go, too. <laughs> but we got it down safely, and then we all drove through the uh, the river. My cousin had his Jeep, but his Jeep sat really low, and his Jeep filled up with water partway, which was kind of fun. See, your friends sound like kind of like normal like when I would go visit like some of my uh, my other friends, like it never turned out like that. Like they they lived in like kind of like remote areas, so you know how it is. You just get bored and stuff. Well, I went to visit my one friend in Colorado, right? Yeah. And he actually is a professional BMX rider and a skateboarder and all this stuff. He's all sponsored and everything. And uh, I spent a week with him. I almost died like three times. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> He's like, here's what we're going to do. 
you're going to learn how to ride the half pipe today. And I was like, I've never even ridden a skateboard, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, but like, you know, I'm out there on vacation. I'm with him and his friends and like, they're all hyping it up. I mean, they give me a helmet and all this gear and shit. And, uh, there wasn't really a lot of prep. They just put me at the top of this thing and just like, you know, point it down and then just, you know, lean down with it and you'll feel it with your legs. And I was like, that, that's it. <laughs> and I'm like, can I get really fucked up or something? Like, <laughs> They're like, oh no, man, don't worry about it. You got a helmet on, and these wrist guards will take your hands, so you won't break your wrist. And I'll, you know, and I was like, oh, they're like, if anything, you'll just slide down. You you won't even get burned or anything. You have all this gear on. I was like, okay. And uh, <laughs> so I went to lean forward and started to go down, but then I panicked and I yeah threw myself back. But here's the problem: the feet already had committed. <laughs> So that skateboard's already rolling. Yeah. And I snapped my head back. Now, those helmets are great for your head, but what they don't protect is that crease just below the helmet <laughs> where your neck is and the edge of the top of the fucking half pipe. <laughs> Needless to say, I hit so hard when I caught my neck and like the helmet on that edge. It yeah. stopped me for a second because it caught oh on the helmet. Goodness. Now, by this time, like, the skateboard's down up the other side some fucking other place. And, like, yeah. coming back. I don't <laughs> see it. I'm all, I'm almost, like, fucking knocked out, man. Like, yeah. it fucked me up. I'm sliding down. Uh, legs spread right between the fucking legs. Hits me <laughs> in the nuts. Goes up my face. Oh my goodness. So that's the good kind of damn friends I have. So after that fiasco, of course, I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm not doing this shit anymore. So rest of the day I just watch them all fuck themselves up all day long. You know, but they were like ten years younger than me, man. I'm like, you guys are gonna fucking kill me. So two days later they did some other crazy shit the next day and shit, and I was like, I'm not doing any of that bullshit. Like you guys are like professionals. This is what you fucking do. Why what kind of instruction was that? I was so mad. So like, oh, we thought you'd be fine. You don't care. You're crazy. Whatever. So, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I might be a little off kilter, but it doesn't mean I want to go like whatever to safety and pain. <laughs> so the second day out, they finally talked me into uh, doing some BMXing with them. Yeah. So they like, they start me on these little ramps and we're just like, literally like the ramp you do when you're a little kid. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you get nostalgic and a BMX bike's little. So for once I can actually stand over the motherfuckers without racking my nuts. So yeah. I'm starting to get like more brave with it and everything. So they're like, ah, we're going to go out to the dock and do some jumping. And I was like, well, okay, whatever that is. So we get out there and it is like, they have this dock, they build a ramp and then you, the ramp clears the top of the edge of the rail. Yeah. So you, you know, it's just like a Mountain Dew commercial is what they are saying. Like, oh, you're going to yeah. be a Mountain Dew commercial. Like, yeah, I don't even drive Mountain Dew, but I like some Diet Pepsi though. So <laughs> they talk me and I'm watching them all jump and they're like doing this crazy shit where they're like jumping and doing flips and they're like kicking the bikes out sideways and everything like that. And they, you know, they land in the water, like standing and shit, like, like not standing, yeah. but like, you know, like they would always land like separate from the bike. Yeah. And go in the water. I wasn't paying attention. I didn't realize we were supposed <laughs> to separate yeah. from the bike. Yeah. Because what they also didn't tell me was that water was only like five feet deep. Oh! <laughs> so uh, they're like, okay, it's your turn. And I'm 
And I'm like thinking, okay, this is one of those situations where you, there's no half-assing that. If you half-ass yeah. it, you're just going to teeter over the end and fuck yourself up. So I'm like, yeah. I got to go hard. So I go hard, dude. Hard. I pedal the shit. I'm, I'm like, I may not be able to do the tricks that they're doing, but yeah. I'm going to get like the furthest out. That's what I figured. You know, you got that little bit of masculinity like, oh, I may not be able to do the tricks, but I'm going to be the first. So I hit that bitch way faster than any of them did, which... And looking back was like, how stupid are you? So I launch off it, man. And I'm talking, I went like 20 feet out, right? <laughs> Problem was I land, I didn't kick the bike out. I landed on the bike just like you would ride it. Yeah. Immediately hit the bottom and rack my nuts anyways. <laughs> oh my goodness. I come up out of the water and I, I wanted to go home immediately. I, I was like, this trip, fuck, fuck, Aaron, fuck you, Aaron. All right? I'm still pissed. You. Wait, no, there's more. So I get through that you sound shit. Like a, you sound like a, a pain infomercial. But wait, there's more. No, because and here's the other thing. I'm like, are you guys fucking jackassing me? Like, because I don't like that kind of shit. Like, seeing people yeah. get hurt or fall over in a doo-doo tank, like, that's just gross to me. Like, I don't mind potty mouth, but actual potty, 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 ugh, I'm not a freak, what the hell? Anyway, so, but yeah, so, like, after that, I was like, I am not doing any more of this, like, crazy X Games bullshit that you guys yeah. are doing. So, uh, anyways, his dad was a hang glider, and his dad, you know, was all, I realized, listen, I can't hang out with these fucking kids anymore, they're gonna kill me. So I show up to the dad because I'm like halfway between them. You know, yeah. I always look like a pedophile wherever I go. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so. <laughs> wow, it really probably does. Uh, so. <laughs> bring your fucking baby. I. Uh, <laughs> so. I. I'm hanging out with him and he. Every he time starts, you say that, I can't help it. So sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now I have to go watch that video again. <laughs> oh, so, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, Bring your baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'll mention it. Seems he's laughing about it. If oh you, my god! If you uh, if you really want to see some absolutely unedited one footage, <laughs> I do a character that I develop called Bobby Catheter. And my son is into music. We talked about that before. And so I, I do this spoof where I try to bring, like, I'm my son's manager. And we make up this band called Piss. And my other friend, uh, Todd, uh, plays the other character and, in the band. Anyways, and so, like, I'm their promoter, right? And we did a, a whole skit thing. It's on YouTube. We just look like something like Bobby Catheter or something. I don't even find it. But, uh. It's got like two views. Don't worry, it's not huge. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but it might get a little more after this. Uh, but anyways, in this character, I, it, what I did was in my mind, I did the completely unfiltered one as a band manager, and I promote it. And that was one of the phrases I said during this. I do like an infomercial, yeah. and it was complete improv. It was not practice. Nothing. I grabbed a bunch of shit like two minutes before. We did this and we just shot it. And my friend Todd in the background cannot stop fucking laughing. He's trying not to, but it's like <laughs> but impossible. Because, it. you know, and I'm like, don't worry about it. You bring your fucking baby. You know, like, he's like this <laughs> crazy, like, open shirt. You know, in my mind, he's big hairy chest, gold chains, you know. And 
He's, he can't even talk English, you know. Every time I speak in this video, I look like my head's going to explode. And uh, so the reason that you'll, if you want to see that video, check it out. But you'll, you'll probably not see me do that character very often. Number one, because he's ultimately offensive. And number he's two. awful. And number two, it's because that character is so hard for me to do, I almost have a stroke. Every time I do that character, because I go full bore into that shit. And like, I'm always like, am I going to have a stroke or heart attack? Like, I got to dial that back a little bit. So, but anyways, uh, if you want a dose of body, you look that up, because he does say the phrase, bring your fucking baby. <laughs> so that's a taste of Bobby for you. So that's where that came from. But yeah, I, I, what were we talking about prior to that? <laughs> your, your, uh, your friends that were trying to kill you oh, and your yeah. dad. Yeah, so the dad talks to me. Now, he's this naturalist guy. He's into all, you know, butterflies and shit. So I'm like, you know, you trust a guy who's, oh, he's into botany. Or whatever. Is it bot? No. I don't know what the hell. Anyways, he's a real naturalist. So I, yeah. and a gentle guy and everything, and he's talking about all the, so anyway, so he talks me into uh, trying to learn how to hang glide. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, well, you know, you can borrow my son's rig or whatever. And, uh, anyway, so he planned the next day. He was going to take me out, and he was going to show me the ropes. We're supposed to, like, harness up on this thing, right? Then you, like, run down a hill, and then it's yeah. slowly supposed to gain a little elevation, and you kind of just – that's how I guess he was going to teach you how to do this. But what happened was the next day he got called. He had to go out of town for work, and he left me a note saying, well, you know, I didn't want you to be disappointed, so I'm going to let, you know, my son teach you. I should have been right there, like, no, man, fuck you, and not doing it. But no. So I'm like, fine. I don't want to, like, disappoint his dad. So he takes me out there, and he harnesses me up, and it's kind of windy. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, he made it sound like it really wasn't supposed to be windy when we first do this. Like, it was supposed to be pretty, like, chill. He's like, well, you know, there has to be some wind and everything. I was like, okay, well, you know, you've done this before. This is your rig. Obviously, you've probably done it a few times, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Why? I don't know. <laughs> and uh, he goes, okay, so uh, I'm going to ho- hook you up here. Just grab this part and start running. And then I'm like, okay. And he goes, and then you're going to lift off, and you'll see. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm thinking, like, what's going to happen on the hills? It's going to lift off. Then I'm going to touch down and lift. So I get the feel of what it's yeah. like, right, just to be a little bit airborne but kind of be safe. It's not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> what happened was at the last second he's like we're gonna turn but it seems the wind's going that way we're gonna go down this other side and go down that side and i was like okay like i don't know whatever but that made the direction of the wind change so now it wasn't like blowing like like at us it was kind of like from behind yeah and it was i'm thinking well we're going down a hill it's just gonna go over the hill you know, whatever, we'll be fine. No, that's not how it works, apparently, at nope. this angle. Uh, I start running, and I'm like, oh, shit. It feels like it's going to, like, I can feel it. Like, it's going to lift me. And it does. And I'm like, oh, shit. Wait. Wait, what the fuck? What the fuck? It's not. Dude, it wouldn't just let me down. It just went straight out. Because the wind, <laughs> the wind came, like, just right. And instead yeah. of me being, like, five feet or four feet or some shit, I just went out straight, and I was like 25, 30 feet up. (laughs) Here's the problem. When I said, oh, you know, he's like, oh, you'll just get it. I was like, oh, okay. But I never got the fucking answer. 
I didn't know what you're supposed to do. What's if that happened? You didn't say anything about if this happens, do this. So I'm yeah. out, and I don't even like. I don't like this at all at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just flowing out, and I'm like, this is like. In my mind, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this is like Final Destination, like with a roller coaster, <laughs> except it's me controlling it, which is even worse. There's no <laughs> understanding of the mechanics of this. I'm dead. And just then, the front just dips, goes yeah. straight down. And, dude, <laughs> I shattered his son's uh, uh. glider. Dude, it <laughs> bent the whole fucking frame. I was like, sorry. I, I was actually okay, believe it or not. Like it did, it, the impact wasn't that bad because we landed on the slope. Yeah. In my mind, I'm landing flat, and I'm gonna like brain brains are gonna splatter, but that's kind of not what happened. But still, and that was it. At, after that, I didn't do a damn thing. They did. <laughs> I just stayed in the house. It's like fuck you, kids. Crazy. That, that's the things that you do though when you're young. When you're like, you know, between like maybe. 1625. Yeah. Because you don't have those natural fears of long-term injury, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that's what happens with my friends. <coughs> Except when I was with you guys, I was pretty safe. Yeah. Well, I knew at least we were going to eat good. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we, we never were into like the crazy extreme stuff. Like I would like to try hang gliding or skydiving, but... I'm not going to just, like, go into a blind or anything either. I don't even think that's how you're supposed to do it, dude. I don't know. But it just didn't seem right. Nothing. <laughs> Why the fuck? The, three rounds, dumbass? Three rounds of bullshit before you figure it out? Like, listen, <laughs> this is why I'm an asshole now. I learned a long time ago. <laughs> fuck being nice. What? I could have died three times there. What? Because I just wanted to not ruffle anyone's feathers. Fuck that. Now I ruffle feathers. <laughs> I ask questions like, oh, that seems stupid. Yeah. <laughs> That's why by the time I met Ben, I didn't end up in jail. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nope. I know stupid when I see it. I also know fun. <laughs> and you're fun. But we do not need to make any decisions together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stupid and stupid do not make smart. No. <laughs> <laughs> and by stupid, I just mean decision making. I'm a reasonably intelligent human being. But for some yeah. reason, it's like, okay, this is how I make decisions sometimes. I know this sounds shitty, and I know it sounds shallow, but I'm telling you the 100% truth. When someone says, blah, 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 this way or that way, I judge it based on which one's more fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably going to fuck some people up, but that's going to be way more fun. That, that, yeah. If there's like an option like that, I always go for the fun one. You, oh, well, yeah. you know, who knows if you have tomorrow? You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Literally, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I, I really don't want people to think that I've ever like hurt people. I've never done that. But like, yeah. I have the kind of fun that's like, okay, remember the, oh my God, the movie in Vegas, the, the most famous like one with Vegas where they get the hooker and they accidentally kill her and Galapagos in it. Galapagos? Is that Galapagos? Yeah. Is that, oh my. Talking about Hangover? Yes. Okay. So yeah. Hangover. Why I couldn't, I well, I couldn't remember the name. I don't know. Probably the lack of brain power. But <laughs> anyways, when that movie came out, you have no idea how many people called me up and were like, you're this guy <laughs> in this movie. You need to see this fucking movie. 
I've never watched it. You haven't? No. I, 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 okay, I kind of <laughs> fucked up, though, because I've watched the other ones. But I still stuck to my guns, and I didn't watch that first one. Because <laughs> I, like, I, I haven't seen it, right? But I get the idea. <laughs> so yeah. like, he's some like sad, lonely loser. Like, I was like, oh, okay, har, 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 har. <laughs> the second two are sort of just repeats of the first one. The first one's still the best one. The other two aren't bad, but <laughs> it's all just basically a similar plot, just done again a couple of different ways. But anyway, yeah, so that was like my, that was my kind of life when I was younger. Oh, my goodness. It's no wonder nobody loved me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, true oh true love God. man who that's a it's a rare thing to find so uh for those of you who find it man good for you mm-hmm. that is very I, true i did and i'm really happy but the, the only thing that's fucked up about it is i found my true love but dude i'm almost dead damn it i was <laughs> what, the last five minutes bro really some bullshit <laughs> I mean, okay, maybe that's not as bad as, like, if things worked out really good for you when you were young and you just got to look back at it, maybe. Like, I still have, I still personally have a lot of, like, memories and fun with people like people did when you were, like, younger. I really never really grew up. I mean, anybody that knows me kind of knows that. You mean I'm the I'm a dad I'm a dad when I have to be dad, but man I'm a I'm a childish father. <laughs> Daddy angry, Hulk smash, going straight <laughs> straight to barn, can't talk to no one, too angry. <laughs> I think that's how my wife's message went to the kids exactly today when I got home. <laughs> Don't bother Hulk, he's angry. She, she, what happened was, actually, I was in the car at one point when I, I can't remember which bad part of information I got. Yeah. But remember that Nahin and Ajad uh, character that I mentioned before from Office Space? Yep. Like that? Okay. I did that in the front seat, like in the passenger seat. And I was just like, yeah. and <laughs> my wife looks up and goes, please don't break my car. <laughs> I'm like, I would hit this piece of shit, but it's so thin and fragile. Oh. <laughs> When I get in her car, do you know what that feels like for me? She's got an HHR, and it's a cool little car. But here's the thing. you got to be little to get in that front seat. Yeah. Me get in that front seat. That's just like, <laughs> I have to curl up. And I feel like I look like uh, those little curly ball things. When you're a kid, and you, it's a little worm thing. You touch it, and it rolls into a ball. That's what a I, little, a roly-poly. Yeah. That's what I used to call them, a roly-poly. Yeah. I feel like I got a roly-poly to get in it. So I just, it's like a clown car for me. So I don't like riding in it. Once I'm in it, it's actually pretty comfortable. It's actually kind of spacious. But it's like, it's like the tortoise in Doctor Who. It's like, you got to squeeze through some shin shit to get in it. And then you're comfortable. But it's, it's like that. That's what an HHR is for a big person. It's like, you squeeze. And then you pop. Oh, it's not too bad in here. Like, but then you're like, how the fuck am I going to get out of this thing? Because it's like, I, I want to use that, like, pole bar, but mm, not a 235, man. I'm pretty sure that the ceiling will just cave in. It's not even about the handle strap and, like, breaking. It's about just the roof going. You wanted a convertible, right, honey? Yeah. Let's get this bitch on two wheels. Hold on. I'm going to lean real hard. Dude, I had a car once that small. I had a, a Geo Sprint. You ever get one of those? 
Uh, yeah. Or Sprint I... is a three-cylinder. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that car was so light, my friends used to fuck with me and move it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I know I parked the fuck with you assholes. Where'd you put it? <laughs> like, seriously, one time they moved it like eight rows. Oh <laughs> it, it took them like 15 minutes. It was like 10 guys. I mean, it gets a yeah. little tiny because it's still a car. But yeah, I mean, yeah, they moved it. So it was in Myers parking lot. It was at night too. So, but so they moved it eight down. Now eight down. You know how long it took me to find that motherfucker? <laughs> I'm like, you guys are dicks. And you know what? The only other assholes that I ever saw move a car was you guys. <laughs> Us? Yeah, I saw you guys move a Beetle. When did we do that? I remember it. I remember it distinctly because I remember watching you laugh and you're like, oh, don't worry about it. It's a Beetle. I know these cars really well. All the way it's just back here. And I was like, what? And then you guys move the car. <laughs> well, it's true. I've had two of them, so I know how to move it. I that's just why don't remember, I remember doing you, it no, to that's why, else. that's why I remember that it was you because you, I knew that you knew Beetles. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't know he was a Beetle moving motherfucker. That's messed up. <laughs> yeah. No, it was yeah, my first, I first car it, was one. In my mind, I thought it was uh, Tacy's friend's car. Maybe it wasn't. It probably. A Maybe it wasn't. I, I don't. I don't know. Anyways, you only moved it like one spot. But it was just yeah. funny because I'd never seen anyone else do that before. Because like super easy people to do. now, can you imagine like now doing that? Like people would flip. Oh yeah. People. Would well, lose I mean, mind. let's I, be honest. A lot of people like. I understand why they would have a nice car. If your commute is so shit. Every day that you got to sit for an hour in traffic, you know, and maybe you might want to listen to a podcast. Uh, <laughs> as a podcaster, I'd want you to be comfortable in a nice car. Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, I can see why you do that. I mean, if you got to sit in that bitch all day, you know, and have good air and good heat and like, you know, good sound system. Yeah. Man, there's nothing worse than having a nice car with a piece of shit sound system. Oh, yeah. My car, the speakers in my car are going out and I'm like... Do I invest in new speakers or do I just buy another car? <laughs> I'm at that impasse now where I'm like, do I? And I haven't made up my mind. A lot of it is you can actually even just get barely better than stock speakers for pretty cheap. But if you add an amp, that pretty much takes care of any problems usually. Even if it's yeah. a stock radio, even a small amp will make it sound so much better. And it doesn't cost yeah. that. It doesn't cost that much. No. No, that's one of the things. I'm thinking I might just buy like a truck or like a, a cargo van for work but i can't decide i just started thinking about that this week man old neighborhood man we used to have like 1300 into the stereo and about 500 into the vehicle, <laughs> vehicle? Yep. i had a couple of, i know i'm serious man i had a couple of friends that like i would know when they were coming because of the bass but not because of the base itself but because their cars were such pieces of shit like they would rust and panels would vibrate <laughs> so when they would drive by playing like the same song as the guy that just drove by, theirs would have yeah. a little metal twinge to it. <laughs> I'm like, yep, Devin's gonna be coming over soon. So look, I'm like, I can hear his body of his car rattling. He's probably about a half mile away. Because <laughs> you can actually hear that before you can hear the bass come in. So yeah, oh, it was yeah. funny. It was like, I was like, do you think that's weird, man? That you like put way more money into your radio in your car <laughs> and your subs in the actual car? <laughs> He's like, no, man, that's hood. He's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, my brother had a 72 Chevy Nova with 350 V8 in it. And it had, like, dual Flowmaster exhausts on it, like the really, really loud rumbly ones. 
So we could hear him like a mile away. Like he, he we could hear him like turning the corner, coming down the road. But whoa, you could hear it just roaring down the road. And he's one of those people like he would drive through a parking lot and rev the engine and set off all the car alarms because it was so loud. One day it was one day I was at home, and I heard this just ungodly loud engine noise, and I was like, "That can't be Luke. It sounds different." And it was. He pulls the quarter, and it's just like, whoa. It sounded like a dragster. You know, it was so loud. So he comes, and he turns up. I was like, what happened to your car? He's like, oh, uh, mufflers fell off. <laughs> it was just straight pipes. <laughs> there was, like, a bracket that had, like, rusted, and it broke off of the mufflers. So he, like, picked up the mufflers, put them in the car, and just, like, drove home <laughs> fixed it later. But it was so much more loud. Yeah, we don't have a lot of loud vehicles here. Just a lot of like real blinged out, cool looking ones yeah. and shit. People are really, of course, you know, it's Detroit. People, if they're gonna put anything in, people put it in their cars. It's like that's kind of like a lot of people's identities, though. Oh yeah. Not mine. Got stuck <laughs> in a damn minivan in public today. Jeez. <laughs> Whew. Oh my goodness. That's almost enough. I thought. It, Oh, right, you want to know how bad it was, man? For real, like yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come clean. Uh, it was so bad waiting for that ride. I considered walking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm like, oh shit, man. She better hear quick, man. You start to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I had that distinct thought. Like, I bet if I started walking when she left, I'd probably be halfway home by now. That would be probably burn calories. I'd be getting it better. What the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, that's not a... Uh, this is coming from the guy who rides a golf cart around his property so he doesn't have to walk. <laughs> <laughs> Had to tell him, huh? <laughs> what a lazy, privileged bastard. It's not my golf cart, all right? That's, that's my mom's golf cart. I just borrowed because uh, I'm lazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> here's the thing. You want to know the real truth? Uh, those, it has a little bit of suspension. My ankles don't. And uh, at night, <laughs> at night, walking from this barn to the house, you could roll an ankle. And if I roll an ankle, that's busted, <laughs> son. So uh, a few times I've rolled them out here because I never roll that shit flat. I'm not, I'm not yeah. trying to like win any yard awards. Uh, the downside of that is now my backyard turned into like an ankle busting nightmare. So <laughs> that's when I started using the golf cart. What's good? In the winter, it's fine. In the winter, it fills in. The snow fills it in. It flattens yeah. out. I actually shovel a path out here. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to put it in tow ropes, though. It's kind of far. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so dope. Just put on some slippers with little skis. <laughs> Slide on in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That seems like an appropriate use of funds. <laughs> Be like, hey mom, I need to buy an electric winch. <laughs> She's like, you already have a winch. I'm like, not Jasmine. I meant like a real winch, not a winch. <laughs> She's like, oh, I thought she was like a demon. <laughs> like, yeah, she's kind of <laughs> the worst kind, my favorite. <laughs> oh, jeez. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
Uh, I am okay. so glad that it is time to close this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because uh, I got to really, really do a little time thinking, put my life in perspective after uh, <laughs> the memories I had today and deciding whether I'm going to be a good person or a bad person from this point on. And uh, I don't know. I'll let you know. <laughs> Sounds good. We can update it next time. <laughs> Hopefully uh, you won't be driving a minivan. Yeah, and uh, oh, just one thing before I see you again. Uh, don't let Jazz and pick out ready till next week. We may not be able to make it till the next podcast. You're like, oh, I forgot I wasn't supposed to eat shellfish. <laughs> My eyes swell shut, and I look out remarkably like a seaman. <laughs> Oh my God! Please, no. Move on from the semen. I mean, you know what I mean. Just <laughs> end it before the semen gets us in trouble. No. <laughs> Holy shit! Stop! <laughs> Goodbye. I'm shutting up. <laughs> All right, everybody. Now that Juan has dug himself in a final hole, thank you for listening. Seahawk Predator out. <laughs> All right, Captain. <laughs>